I wish. I was going to save the uh, regular season. Did you do that first? Did you happen to save the? Did you happen to save just the regular season stats before you added them, or no? So this will be at the end of this week. I will share those at the end of regular season. That way, we have those. Uh, once I get them all uploaded, I am probably sixty-five percent done with this week's stats. Um, with that, I know. Uh, a couple teams posted a couple weeks here in a row, so I got to put those in here. But I'll definitely save the ones for the end of regular season. That way we have those pre-playoffs, and then we have the final stats at the end of the year as well um, on there. So I'll make sure to post those Friday morning when I get them all officially updated on my side. Okay. Did you want to talk about last week first? You can talk about last week. Um I had a good game there, East Ashton and Platte Valley. Um, I mean, I was good game for that one back and forth. Both teams, good D-lines um, on there. Carl Luke got back to Platte Valley, and he's a really good football player. I mean, it's pretty much that simple. I love, I love watching Spinato play as well there for East Ashton. He's just so dynamic. Every time he hits the ball in his hands, you kind of just hold your breath. You're not sure what he's going to do um, mm-hmm. with it. They, they, Platte Valley did a good job of corralling him as best you kind of can on there. Um but in the end, Platte Valley just a little bit better team this year and got a big win there on the road to secure their first 275 conference title. So congratulations to Platte Valley. Um, East Ashton is still a good year for them. I mean, they're 8-1. Getting a host opening here in the first round of districts here in a couple weeks. So that'll be interesting to see how that kind of goes down. Yeah, I still can't get over looking at our poll and that number three team is the fifth seed. <laughs> I, I, I put that together. I'm like, yeah, this just looks weird, but here it is. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, but good for EA. Uh, they, they played a lot better than I kind of expected them to. So, Yeah, I mean, they're good defensively. I mean, they just, just have mm-hmm. to limit Platte Valley. I mean, you know, Platte Valley is it's the most explosive offense you're going to see, but they're going to do what they do really well. And they gave them some fits up front just because they have a lot of size up there as well. I know the classic kid's pretty good size. The Headland kid and Lithenberry plays well at middle linebacker position. So I like what EA brings defensively um, on any given play. I'll be interested to see what Albany does to kind of exploit that. Let's see if they um, keep just spreading it out. Let Kimber Klein be Kimber Klein on there would be my assumption uh, with that. Just see if they can exploit a bit of the back end there. I know Spinato is one of the better DBs in the state, but... Um, other than him, I think they can be exploited a little bit there in the back end. So we'll see what kind of happens there in a week and a half. But we we need to discuss something that yeah. I mean, it's similar. I mean, it has something to do with last week because tonight I watched North County and Stanbury mm-hmm. um, and noticed this when they played North Andrew as well. I don't I don't understand when you have the McIntyres at end. Why teams just let them get free release into the secondary? I don't understand. Twice, because it's the play that no one can stop or figure out for some reasons when they cross. Yeah. And no one touches them. They're just like, here, safeties. Same thing last year with McIntyre and Rundy. It's like, no one touched them. Gladstone's like, I'm going to pick my guy that's open here. Watch this. (laughs) I don't don't get it. Like, Jamie, if you, push it, if you, you follow, do something. Yeah, 
like I get it. If they're split out, there's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. But man, in tight, just it's tough. Yeah, I mean it's gonna hurt the pass rush a little bit, but you know what else hurts is when you knock players off course just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, was that game as bad as we as it looked on the scoreboard there with the Worth County Stanbury game? So I noticed this when I watched North Andrew and Stanbury is they had chances. Like they would get outside, which I think is, you know, what Worth County saw is that's when they had their most successes when Stanbury got Sheber outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then passing the ball. Like they have so many drops. And I, 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 I love running the football, but when they throw it, they're way more successful. I mean, they had to catch it, but that seemed – and that first quarter was fairly close. Was it? And then they kept fumbling the ball, and then it just – they got out of hand. Yeah. And, of happened. course, they couldn't stop the passing attack of Worth County because who who can? <laughs> Not many teams have been able to this year for a team that's pretty balanced. When they want to throw the ball, the guys are open. They have a really good tandem back down there. Um, with those two, then is if Heitshu is your third receiver and then Cathball in the backfield, you got speed to kill everywhere. Fourth County, that's what makes them so hard to defend. Is they're just so fast um, on the outside. So <laughs> we both saw the same comment, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Fourth County, they're a good team. I mean, there's a reason that we like them quite a bit and think that they can make a district championship game. Get a rematch versus North Andrew is a distinct possibility for them, is because. We've both seen them in person and just like, wow, this team is really good. Um, we went six minutes in, haven't talked about Jace Latham with his pick six. That was fantastic. That I know been shared on social media now. 320 <laughs> pounds is just rolling down 30 yards for the pick six. So, I uh, I watched it again and I'm like, wait a minute. This is Varsity Blues. <laughs> uh, just fantastic. I know you, I think you had sent it to me there Friday night, like, hey, watch this. Oh, no, because Jace, Jace immediately, it was like their game ended, and he's like, have you seen the video? And I'm like, what? No, I haven't, Jace. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there's nothing better than a big man interception. And if it's return for a touchdown, even better. Whether it's Chase Moss, a district championship game, or Jace Latham versus Stanbury, I'm, I'm eat that stuff up. So When he was bragging about a stiff arm, and I watched it, and I'm like, Ugh, need some work. It helps when the guy trying to attack me is 150 pounds soaking wet. So, yep. So yeah, that's the games that you kind of watch there. How about the game you you were at officially there with the lot of scoring between Bramer and North Shelby? Such terrible defense. It, it was so bad. It, I kept thinking, I'm like, man, it's almost hard to be this bad at defense. Like. <laughs> You must have to look into a tackle at some point. Just no. <laughs> nope. I enjoyed it. Um, that was your first time seeing the Haley kid in person kind of deal. What was your kind of thoughts seeing him kind of live? Um, and he what, is what he small. Did? He's not very big. He's, he's still crazy. small. Yeah. Yep. He ran the ball really well. And then in the second half, he kind of just stopped running. And I don't know, their offense sputtered a bit. Now, it's, you know, weird to say when you score 80 points. 
<laughs> but it just it wasn't the same. And I think a lot of it came up front. Um, you know, Sucky told me at halftime he thought he kind of had their lines where they wanted them, but they were getting a bit gassed. Um, and that kind of showed there in the second half. Um, talked to a few different coaches from that district. Everyone wants to know who's going to win. And I'm like, not a one of you can play defense. So I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. So King City can play defense, but we worry about their offense. And then LeBlanc, Oregon, and Brain were like, yeah, they can score points. Will they be able to stop anybody at a consistent rate? We'll see. And there's different levels of those defenses as well on there. LeBlanc's defense hasn't been fantastic this year, but I think it's still a step above the other two because they haven't had games that go to 80 points <laughs> that they're allowing kind of there on defense. So, um, yeah. But they've actually struggled versus some top offenses as well this year when, with Archie, North Andrew, North County, which a lot of teams do. So, And Oric has seemed to play a little better defensively the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, I – I'd have to look and see kind of – I don't even really remember who they've played the last few weeks, so I don't know if that was part of it. But even early in the year when they weren't playing teams that were very good, they were a lot of points. So mm-hmm. progress, which is kind of what we've said all year, is like, hey, you don't have to be good defensively. Just slow down the teams you're supposed to slow down. You can't be horrendous on defense kind of deal. There's a difference there. We don't expect every team to be – either EA or Platte Valley or even Archie on defense kind of deal where they've played really, really well this year and holding teams down. You have to get stops at key times kind of deal and show the ability to do that versus good teams. Um, or their last few weeks here, they've played so like last month of the season, Sweet Springs, Norbert Harden Central, North Shelby, and Santa Fe. So North Shelby, they can score some points. They're able to hold them to 30 points. That's, mm-hmm. that's probably the most impressive in that aspect there um, with those. And I was at the – in two of those games, they were without Jackson Miller because Miller got hurt the Sweet Springs mm-hmm. game to start the game, and then he missed the Aggies game there for him. So they were without their best defensive player for two of those games, and he was coming back versus North Shelby. So we'll see how it goes. I don't think – he didn't get much of the offensive workload there versus Santa Fe. They were pretty much just kind of resting his body for the playoffs. I think he had like three carries for nine yards. So he fell to third in the state in rushing yards um, behind Gibson from Stewart to Osborne and then Maggart from St. Paul Lutheran surpassed him this week um, for that second spot. But he yeah, had like which, carries. Which is smart. Yes. I mean, it's, it's the same thing you kind of see with some of the other teams. You know, North Andrew with Ecker, if they don't really need him, then why play him? But, yeah. I mean, because, <clears throat> you know, maybe it hurts when they get together for all state mm-hmm. and they just kind of go off stats. But I know most of these kids, they're more worried about the postseason than, you know, whether they're first or second team All-State. Yeah, for sure on there. Yep, sorry, my my spectrum just, like, rebooted itself. Like, press any button, so I did, and then it's like, oh, you're off mute now. I'm like, I didn't want that. I just wanted you to stop start working again. Um, with that, so uh, yeah, I understand exactly with keeping Miller out and just making sure he's healthy because you're going to need him versus – either scoring points versus Bramer in the second round or playing either LeBlanc or King City in this championship game, you're going to need him to be at his full strength on there. And having this extra bye week, giving another little more rest there on offense is a really smart move. Um, but we won't tell Coach Thacker we said that. Um, was it a hamstring? That. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was a bruised hamstring. So it's not one of those things that can, like, get re-injured, but the more it's, like, 
not overused. It gets stronger as it goes, kind of deal. So, so like Ecker's sprint hand. <laughs> like exactly. you can't hurt, can hurt anymore, but like rest is always also good for it at the same time to get a little healthier. So, um, yeah. yeah. Now let's see what other games from last week. Drexel beating St. Paul. Um, good for the Drexel team there. I know they got hit with another injury, which really stinks for them going into the postseason just because that's a really good team. That is another 8-1 and one right now, but when your starting quarterback and probably best player in the state goes down and then your backup comes in, plays pretty well after him, then he goes down, that just makes it real tough. To say, okay, let's go to offense number three of the year going into the playoffs. Kind of deal. That's, just, that's just brutal to kind of go through. So I'm not sure they do a quarterback this week, or I guess next week. They got two weeks to game plan for it. I guess we'll see what they decide to do. Um, yeah, a lot of munters I think on the ground in the next couple of weeks there for Drexel between Mike and TJ. Yeah, they kind of need a uh, coffee to be superhuman and heal quickly. <laughs> Get a little Wolverine blood in him, just like hey, I need you to heal up real quick, come back. He uh, needs to be doing high knees up and down the aisle of the bus. Let's ride. Uh, <laughs> did you see yeah. the did you see the uh uh it's not photoshop when it's a video but someone took his uh like when you say in front of the green screen doing the let's ride mm-hmm. and they put it on like an airplane <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic oh i love the internet sometimes sometimes i hate it but it's like that i love it um yep. And then the 275 was just weird last week. I know we've probably already talked about this, but Nami Valley being up 22 to 8 at halftime over South Hold, and then Rockport trailing the entire game to Mound City, including 8 nothing at halftime. And then was it 14 12 late in the fourth quarter? Like Rockport had to score two and a half minutes to go to have a goal line stand at the one yard line with one second left to beat Mound City. Like those results didn't make any sense to me with South Hold having to come back to beat Nami Valley, and the same with Rockport. And after all the district stuff came out this past week and everyone with Albany being the five seed and all the kind of the talk around that kind of deal in district four, I was kind of looking at everything and I'm like, we were really close to Nami Valley and Mound City getting Albany up to the two or three seed by winning those games because a Mound City win would not have helped or hurt East Atchison and Platte Valley's strength schedule because there was also 275 conference teams they were playing, but it would have helped Albany's strength of schedule and Hurtworth County's with their games versus Mountain City and South Hold. So there's a chance mm. if those two scores would have stayed the way they were with Mountain City upsetting Rockport and Nami Valley beating South Hold, that Albany would have been above East Atchison and possibly above Rockworth County and jumped from the five up to the two seed. Like that's how close I think District Four was to flipping that and people being less angry. I think this week going to districts uh, about how it was seeded kind of deal. And I get those numbers are just kind of the numbers. They don't really affect how the teams actually deal on the field kind of deal. I know people get frustrated with that, but it's just how close they were seated there three through five that could have flipped things just with one or two games. It was different. And they were both close games in some weird out- outcomes, but I mean, just the way the uh, cookie, cookie, cookie crumbles. And we've talked about this in the last few weeks with the reason Albany was so much lower is because they had two really close wins compared to like Worth County, they didn't get dinged as much for having two close losses by combined 10 points. So that's what's kind of happened there. And the, I know East Ashton, they didn't have the best string of the schedule on there, but it was still good enough. And they won all their games. All eight of their wins were by more than 13 points. They got a boost there. 
and all the other math stuff that goes into it that bores everybody, including you, um, <laughs> for the district formula and stuff like that. Just makes it really interesting to see how close those teams really were to being flipped and everything. So it makes very... it really interesting. What does it make it really interesting? It does for me. <laughs> so that's all that matters to me. So I, I always find, in no matter what level <clears throat> or league or whatever, the the strength of schedule rankings mm-hmm. and how they come up with that formula. So, yep, and- I think it's difficult. It might, I'll, I'll give Fisher credit. They do what they can with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's hard to tell, you know, at a high school level, you know. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely there's unbalanced schedules on teams. Like, not every three and six looks the same, or three and five. Like, Stanbury at three and five is different than even Nottoway Valley at three and six, or Concordia at three and six. Like, there's different levels to those, but on paper, mm-hmm. they're all kind of deal that's hard to it's hard to quantify that for Misha kind of deal on there because you can't show favoritism to one conference even though they might be better you can't factor that into a formula in a computer system it's easier if you have the NFL or college football because there's a little bigger sample size of certain things and NFL it's pretty balanced scheduling still uh with mm-hmm. that I mean so that's why it's so hard in high school football for that I think Misha based on what I've seen from around other states their point formula is pretty decent on that part, they do a lot of things wrong, but I think that's one that it's pretty decent actually in ranking teams. Like if I rank everybody one through 40, there's a couple of weird things in there, but for the most part, everyone's in a pretty decent order with that. So it is kind of is with it. I mean, it's just kind of, it's, it's just weird seeing that Albany team at the five seed. It really is. But I mean, they knew going into, they'd have to win at least two or three games against really good teams, to make the state semifinals anyways. So whoever was going to be that four or five seed was going to be upset anyways. Because, like, well, we're number five in the state, and we're the five seed. It's like, no matter what would have happened there, it would have been really weird mm-hmm. situations. So, uh, yeah. personally, I don't mind it because I get to drive to Tarkio and not Grant City on Friday. Um, <laughs> that Friday, watch a good football game there between EA and Albany. So, and that's an interesting matchup that I don't think we've really thought about much of the year um, with an EA-Albany possible matchup in the playoffs. Um, we've seen Albany play Platte Valley and Worth County and stuff like that, but them playing EA, I think it's a nice little change of pace to get us a new matchup in that first round still. Yeah, and that's that's always tough for us um, that week to find good matchups. I think this year we kind of got it. Um, we'll see with Albany and EA. Um, that's that's a tough task. Um, so we'll see how that, that – but it should be a decent game, I think, um, if they yeah. can kind of rebound. They have, they have you know time to figure it out. I don't know. If anyone's really figured out how to stop Kipper Klein, but you know it's it's nice to have two weeks to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and then I think you know we were at Liberal Appleton the last time, and the score looked worse than that game was. Um, so I think a rematch of that one that should be a pretty good game as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really game you're going to there in a couple of weeks there to see that. I think. We'll see if Appleton, because Appleton, we said after that game, they were two of five inside the five yard line and scoring position kind of deal. That's, and they lost by three touchdowns. I mean, it's just, it's that close kind of deal for them. If they get converted a couple more, that game is much closer late in the game. And uh, Liberal is still a good team that we think down there. They're a very good football team. Uh, mm-hmm. Struggle versus Archie this past week, but a lot of teams will in that situation there. So we'll see what happens in that game. That should be a fun one for you. I think we both have our schedules kind of planned out for the next three weeks or so. Um, so this Friday, I am going to Nottoway Valley at Stanbury. 
and then I'll be going to Albany EA, and then the winner of that game, we're playing North Andrew, I'll be going to that game as well. Well, mm-hmm. I believe you're going to South Holt Mountain City, Appleton versus Liberal, and then you're going to the Woco Flat Valley game if those games hold on, which we expect they do against mm-hmm. uh, Rockport and the winner of that South Holt Mountain City game for those two teams. So, and that'll be a fun one for you, I think. Flat Valley and Worth County, kind of looking forward to that one. I know there's plenty of people who've been looking forward to that possible matchup throughout the year. Yep, yep. And there's a lot of teams that they're fighting over the opportunity to beat Platte Valley, which is, you know, like like I said earlier, that's credit to Platte Valley. Um, yeah. You know, if teams want to be the ones to beat you, that's that's because you're pretty good. And so, yeah, it's just weird seeing Platte Valley and Mount City switch roles in the 275. Like, I'm just not ready for that in my life. Like, it's just kind of a weird uh, role flip between those two programs of where they've kind of gone. Uh, with that, so. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about with week week nine? I mean, I went to two games. The King City game was not close. I'm glad it was over at halftime um, for that. I think Senior Christian ended the game with, like, ten healthy players, so they were just – the last, like, six minutes of that second quarter was just running the clock to get the halftime, and I'm like, I'm okay with this. So. Yeah, um, yeah I don't – other than that, Stewartsville Osborne getting above 500 in the regular season. That was nice for them. Uh, same for Sweet Springs in their first year at eight man to finish five and four. Um, or got a big win. I think everything else, Lockwood taking care of uh, Rachel. How have we not talked about your boys at Appleton getting a big one over Jasper to secure that five seed? Was it Appleton or was it Cash Anderson? Because I mean, same thing. <laughs> no, no, and I, you I, know, I, I enjoy when you post videos, it's like ah, it's Cash Anderson time. Let's just watch this for a little bit on Anthony's Twitter feed. It, it was hard not to post every single one because I'm like, oh, that one was only 12 yards. I enjoyed it, but does anyone else care? <laughs> no, and Kyle Long played well. He had struggled the last few weeks, um, yep. and he had he had some nice touchdown passes. Um, shout out to Jasper for that their special teams unit. <laughs> Uh, pulling out all the stops on the uh, on the punts. Um, I don't Which, think they score. Are both really quick for them. Like they're both really quick running backs there for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivera is great too. He he's he's fast. I mean, he's got a little spinato in him. I mean, that's why I see when I watch him run the ball. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and you guys see the, the Costco kid as well, receiver for Appleton. He had a nice game there as well, uh, catching those passes mm-hmm. from Kyle Long. We missed him. When they played that liberal game, he was gone for was a coyote hunt in Illinois or something like that. That it was for like national or something like that. So then he is back now for the district game. That'll be interesting to see how that changes that dynamic in that game as well. Yeah, yeah, and boy, they got to catch the ball still. That's kind of Appleton's problem is they drop a lot of passes. Um, so drop passes and uh, red zone disefficiency on there. Are you gonna read Chris's comment there in the in the chat, or are you just gonna blow by it? Who's Chris? Chris Rouse. Is he, is he the balding guy from KQ two? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Looks a bit like Tim Tebow. <laughs> he does look like Tim Tebow. They could be brothers. Um, he's not even here to defend himself. He's gotta be in the, in the comments and clap back somehow. So I do this in my garage. It gets a bit chilly. 
All right, so what are we doing for our games this week and next week? Because there's not a whole lot. There's seven games this week um, for the playoffs, and then one more that's a non-playoff game this week happening tomorrow night. That's I don't think I'm going to go to, but we'll see. Good luck to Northland tomorrow. They play the Kansas School for the Deaf at 7 o'clock here in Kansas City somewhere. Um, so good luck for that one. And then they get the seven other playoff games happening on Friday. Hmm. Um, I guess we can just roll through each of them. Pick a winner. All right, we'll start District 1, then Rich Hill, the 9 seed at the 8 seed Greenfield. I think Greenfield gets that one. Yeah, I've seen Greenfield in person. They're not great, but they're not terrible. They have some bright spots there. The two pickup boys are decent little runners there for them. So, um, uh, interesting. Should have um, been two, three, eight. Represent. Yeah, I think Greenfield wins that game there for this nine eight seed, and their their win there will get them to play um, Archie as your reward for that one. And then Osceola, the ten seed, they will be at the seven seed College Heights in their first year in eight man, first year of the program. Uh, do you think the Cougars get a win here? Do you got your boys down Osceola? I know you, I knew you were kind of hoping Osceola to win last week, so you get some cheese this week. Didn't quite happen for you. Yeah, yeah, I think College Heights gets them. Unfortunately, yeah. that offense is good. Not unfortunately, <laughs> that sounds mean. <laughs> You just like you. We like Coach Carney down there at Osceola. He's a good guy. Yeah. Good coach. Just not enough talent at this time to kind of keep up with some teams down there. The winner of that game will play Drexel. Um, so congratulations there. Um, then we'll go to District Four. He stays out of the bracket there. Number nine, Nolly Valley at number eight, Stanbury with myself, Dykstra, and Jeremy Benson all going to that game. It looks like so. All the people that matter are going to that game. Um, so who do you got? Thunder at Bulldogs. <laughs> I think Stanbury. I, I know so, records are similar. I think their their top end talent's just a little bit better than Ottawa Valley's. Yeah, I think Sheber and Cameron will be the best two players in the field. Uh, with that, with Wallace possibly being third on there. I mean, I like the Cook kid. Um, Clay Hansen played well last week in the first half for Ottawa Valley, um, but it's, it's, there's something about them that it's hard for them to put a full game together versus a decent team like that. I think uh, they got a couple of nice wins there. Um, Dave, are you doing the game there Friday? Is Dave Fast going to be there too? I hope so. Um, anyway, I got distracted there. I just got to stop reading the comments while I'm talking. Um, but yeah, I just don't – Nolly Valley giving Southhold a game last week gives me a little more confidence that they'll be able to hang a little bit better with Stanbury this week. I just think Stanbury, the two running backs there, is going to be enough to get them over the top in this one. Um, so we both think Stanbury can win there. Their reward is going to play North Andrew again. So awesome. <laughs> I'm sure they're loving that. Um, just brutal year because Stanbury's not a bad team and they're the eighth seed of the district. Um, and then South Holt, they're taking on Mountain City. We saw this game a few weeks ago. You know, Coach Peterson, he loves playing Mountain City. So I think we're both taking South Holt in this one. I'm still confused by last week, though. It's, it's making me wonder. By both these teams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like twelve to six. That's what I'm hoping for. You're going to that game. You deserve a twelve to six game, but it won't be like the North Shelby and Stanbury game with two great defenses. It's just going to be, oof. Well, you know, it still could be good deep 
Hmm. Yeah. Down City's had one game this year where they allowed less than 40 points, and it was last week versus Rockford. Brian Hall? <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's a good player. <laughs> no, I, I think Southall wins by a few scores. I'm still. I wish I could have been or watched what happened in those games because it just doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't at all. Like, I don't understand. I'm not sure how you're Rockport in the same season. You almost upset East Ashton, then also almost lose to Mount City. Like, that just doesn't compute with my brain um, with that. So I'm very confused, but yeah. We'll see. Um, on that, weird things happen. We'll go out to the northeast now, northwest Hughesville, going to Knox County. I'll take Knox County in this one, by the way. They played a few weeks ago, I believe. I think Knox County beat them. Um, they played back in week seven, and Knox won 66 to 32. Uh, I know Hughesville has been hit by the injury bug as well. I know Needers went out. Um, so they're dismissing a little bit of the top end talent there at Hughesville. Been a rough end of the year for them. Schuyler County, I was kind of surprised by that score last week. Not that Schuyler won, but the fact that it was 68 to nothing was kind of surprising in that game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think in watching some knocks, I think they, boy, they're close. They were close to making that St. Paul game interesting. And yeah, so I think that one's pretty easy. All right. And then the winner of that game, of course, and then backtrack a little bit. South Holt Mountain State, the winner of that game will take on Platte Valley. And then the winner of this Hughesville Knox County team South Holt wins. will take on St. Paul. What? <laughs> South Holt. Yeah. South Hole River PV. Just see. <laughs> I was at that game. I don't think so. <laughs> With that one. Uh, we have Knox County, Hughesville. We're at that game. We'll play St. Paul. And then Keatsville at Concordia for the 10-7 matchup. Winner of that game. We'll take on North Shelby next round. Uh, Concordia, they're they're playing pretty good football here recently. Um, and pretty much mm-hmm. all year where they're just – I know they're 3-6. So only not, not many of Ramey wins there. But – each game is very competitive with that. You can tell they're improving throughout the years kind of gone. They're very, very tough out in that conference uh, with those yeah. teams over there. Upsetting Santa Fe was a real good uh, middle part of their season to kind of give them a boost to go the rest of the way. And they played Sweet Springs tough last week. So they're a team that's improving. I think they beat Keith Philly just still struggling. When you have the best defensive lineman in the state. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're playing well. And um, – yeah, this is Keatsville. This is their third year. This is the first year they're actually playing in the playoff game. So that's a good step to have enough kids out still, despite like National FFA happening this weekend, to have enough kids out to still play the playoff football game. It's a nice step in the right direction for them. And then uh, the last playoff game we'll have is Southwest Livingston, the ninth seed, at the eight seed, DeKalb. The winner of that game will take on Oric next week. This is a 22-20 to game the first time around with DeKalb winning. This might be the game of if, the week. If Southwest runs the offense they ran last week, I got Southwest winning. They finally decided, hey, we are much bigger than everyone else. Now, that didn't help them against North Andrew, who's just as big and you know, more talented, but they should run all over the cab. Because I don't know who's playing fullback, but he had to have been 320. And that's like, so like my parents went to the Nolly Valley Southwest Livingston game. I asked him how the game go. He's like, I don't understand. Southwest Livingston's freaking huge, but they just spread it out. And I'm like, 
yeah, we, we wonder the same things at times kind of deal. He's like, they have some huge boys. I'm like, yes, there is a lot of size there at Southwest Livingston um, with that. So, yeah, we don't have anybody going to the Southwest DeKalb game. Maybe uh, I should. Maybe I'll change my mind. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's up to you to see Wardlow. I mean, that's always a good a plus. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, last yeah, year you went to the DeKalb playing game. That was a lot of fun for you. It was. I don't expect 130 points this year, but. That's on you. You should expect that. There's only 42 combined the first game between the two of them, so you know they're going to score a lot of points the second time around. Too much scoring. <laughs> yeah, I think DeKalb does win this, though. I just I don't know something about them. I like the, the – I think it's the Madsen kid. He just runs really hard for mm-hmm. him um, with that. So, yep. That's this week. If it's I not, remember correctly, good basketball player, too. I believe so. Yeah, quick. Super quick. Like it, again, the yeah. cab problem. They're not. They're not like slow or anything like that. It's just they don't have any size. I guess it's just really yeah. small. Kids, um, with that. <clears throat> so yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the district one round one. Just because I wish Michigan would go to 32 teams make the playoffs. Just because this is, a lot of these games would be happening the same weekend as everybody else playing and just non-playoff games to get them reps kind of deal and their season being over in the season on a high note instead of like, Hey, your reward for winning this game is playing a top five team in the state next week. <laughs> Great. Like it just, I don't understand the mindset. I do, think, I do think it's good that these teams get a buy though. That's true. I mean, a lot of them are pretty banged up. They could use an extra bye week on there. Um, I'm sure basketball coaches would prefer the season ending a week earlier. So they get their kids earlier, but well, basketball's dumb. <laughs> Just yeah, basketball. Lakers are down by four right now. I hope that they just they go zero and eighty-two. I'm surprised they didn't get muted there. So that's a plus right now. Um. Anyways, back to football. What else do you want to talk about? I see. At this point, I don't know because we have a whole another week here to talk about the next round games. Um. We have a few of the matchups already, but a few of them we don't have quite yet. But we still have a pretty heavy favorite in those games the next mm-hmm. week. Um, so there's any games you want to talk about next week, or is there anything else that you want to just pontificate about? I don't know. A big word on a 940 on a Wednesday. Well, I mean, we kind of we kind of touched on the good games next week. The rest are not as great. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying to think whether good games next week. I'm going to get Liberal Appleton and the game I'm going to with EA Albany. Um, you know, that could be interesting just because I'm not sure who's going to stop who. Bramer, Stewartsville, Osborne, just because I think Haley will have his way for the Stewartsville defense. I'm not sure if Bramer's going to be able to stop Gibson from running for 400 yards. So that will be fun um, in some ways. What upset would surprise us the most? That's actually like realistic. Oh, it's the game next week you're going to. Is if East Ashton as the higher seed beats Albany? Yes. <laughs> Just because they're, I mean, we do think they're a little bit lower when it comes to media rankings on there um, as the eight seed, I believe, eight number eight team in the state going into the playoffs. Um, there, yeah, that's probably the, be the biggest one on there. I know they're the home team, they're the higher seed, but we all think Albany is a little bit better at this point. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if there's any other games next week that either – like, even if Stewartsville beats Bramer, it's a it's an upset, but it's not like 
a massive upset either kind of deal with that. Um, same thing with like Skyler playing at Santa Fe, the four or five matchup. I'm just looking at the four or five matchups. It's kind of the, usually the better games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Skyler and Santa Fe are pretty even. I think Stewart's full probably step below Bramer, but it wouldn't surprise me with their matchup with them if they could beat them just because they just keep scoring with them. So there's a few interesting matchups next week with that. The four, the four, four, five matchups are the most interesting next week. Once you do the three sixes, there's a little bit less intrigue with a lot of those games. We've already seen some of those matchups like Lockwood Jasper. We've seen that. We've seen a Sweet Spring versus Norbert Harden Central. Um, we've seen King City and Pattonsburg. We were at that game. Oof. Um, and then Worth County taking on Rockport. We'll see what happens. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep going. Oh, we should mention here um, that the applications for the Missouri 8-Man All-Star game are out right now. Uh, I posted them to Facebook and Twitter. They're doing it a little bit different this year. They're not going through the coaches for applications and stuff like that. It's just an application on the coach's website on there. Uh, the link is on the post there. Everyone has to apply if you want to play in the game as a senior. Um, if you make All-State, you're automatically selected for the game, and then the rest of the roster will be filled out um, to get the rosters filled out. As far as I know, they have never turned anybody away in the past on there. They're always kind of asking for more, more applications closer to the deadline. So – if you have a son or you're watching this right now and you're a senior and you want to play in the all-star game next summer, fill out the application. I think they're doing the um, picking for the game at the all-state meeting this year as well. So we'll know those rosters much earlier than usual as well on there. So if you want to play, application's right there. I think there's a small uh, money thing. You have to pay a little bit just for room and board for that week kind of deal. I think like the jersey is pretty much all you're really paying for. So if you need help um, – getting fundraising and stuff like that, let people know. We can try to help out as we can and get everybody, if you want to play, that way you can get to the game kind of deal. The deadline is December 1st. Uh, it's a 150 fee is how much the fee is for that kind of deal. So um, not terrible. There's always people who in your community who want to help with uh, scholarships and stuff like that. So, again, let us know. We'll try to help out the best we can as well to help get everyone who wants to play and can play to that game as well. So we'll see how it goes. I think there's 230-some seniors. So if they can get – 40 to 50 kids there for the All-Star game. I think that would they'd be very pleased with that number kind of deal on that. And um, ask any former player who's played in the All-Star game how much fun they have the, that week down there in St. Joe. Um, every time I go down there for either practice or the games or stuff, those kids are having an absolute blast. Putting the helmet on one last time and just hitting people. I know last year Reggie Love for LeBlond was having an absolute blast. They were just in shoulder pads and helmets, and he's ready to knock people's heads off on a Thursday. It's like, dude, you got two days of the game. Just <laughs> – relax a little bit so um yeah deadline december 1st 150 dollars fee per player on there um if you have any questions send us a message we'll try to help you out best we can as well i know coach breckenridge is the president of the coach association if you want to send him an email i'm sure he'd be more than willing to help you out as well um with that as well so yeah that's all i really got for the all-star again it's still eight months away but they're trying to do it a little bit different this year so we want to make sure we're helping out best we can to get all the kids who want to play and can play over to that game as well. So I think they've already had 16 applications filled out today alone, which is fantastic because if there's any high school kids that are like me when I was in high school or still currently, it's always wait till the deadline to fill stuff out. So having 16 people to be proactive with it is good to see as well. So, yeah. I suggest they pick better uniform colors. You want to go back to the red and gold, don't you, or something better like that instead of the green and sil- green and gray, green and silver? Yeah, yeah. 
You can't really, do red, green. You can't really do red and green though, because people are colorblind and they can't. <laughs> Just do yeah. red, white, red and blue, whatever. They used to do red and blue. They used to be the colors. They switched to the green and silver uh, probably eight years ago or so. I'll look at the program to see when they switched it, but. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the gradient uniforms either, where it gets like darker and lighter. I'm not a huge fan of those, but I understand. It's an all-star game. It'll be a little flashier uniforms, I guess. But yeah. Huh. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about with eight-man football? And then we got to do this podcast with Clifton. Black Valley colors. <laughs> no, he said red and blue, not maroon and blue. It's different. I don't even know what their colors are. It's maroon, blue, and silver. Is it maroon? Yeah, it's South Carolina East colors. Ah, uh, yeah, no. And red is far superior to maroon. It's not even close. Pick a mascot, and we can talk. I'm just gonna keep on Platte Valley Athletics until I get told otherwise. I'm just gonna keep just like pushing that in there as we go on, and we'll just see if it sticks. Because I'm just tired of just saying Platte Valley only. Yeah. There's a comment in the chat. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>